but here it is, the Bourbon Brothers Podcast. Hello and welcome into the Bourbon and Brothers podcast. My name is Flynn. I'm going to be one of your hosts for the evening. I'm here with my fellow hosts, Kevin. Happy to be here. And Andrew. How's it going, guys? We uh, pretty recently called me Andrew on a podcast and we all made fun of him for being really weird. But I also feel like you have called me Andrew on several intros and I have accepted that. So I'm not being consistent and I don't understand. Lauren, I don't know why we were talking about you, but she mentioned you in conversation and she called you Andrew and she literally paused and said that was weird and then moved on with the conversation. Uh, so I, I, I don't know what we were talking about, but she called you Andrew and it was I'm weird. pretty sure this is the quarantine effect. This is, this is yes, what happens. Is. <laughs> She's there. She's nearby, okay. yeah. <laughs> We were we have had <laughs> bad storms this evening. Uh, technically, I think we're still under a tornado warning, even though that's uh, overly cautious at this point. So we were in the basement, which is where I record, and she got comfy. So she's nearby for this recording. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> I'm surprised she's awake. Um, she will listen to one third of this podcast because it's live. Yeah, because she can't and, hear us. Right, <laughs> and that might make it better. <laughs> you think only listening to Hovecamp will make it better? Um, no, no, I As don't. I loudly respond to things that she doesn't know. <laughs> no idea what, what I'm responding to, but I'm very loud about it. Yep. Context clues don't help on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> they, they, we just say stuff. Um, anyway, follow us on, on social media and stuff. Um, at aired BNB. We are, I think this is past episode 50 so we are officially kevin's age and, at um, this point feel free so, to follow f-bomb four as well uh-huh yes <laughs> yeah, we'll go into that later uh so so tonight i am drinking um one of kevin's favorites um it is um weller foolproof mm. so i i won um, some samples of Weller Foolproof, and the guy said it was three ounces, a three ounce sample of, of Weller Foolproof, and I was like, cool. So I show up, and he has three different bottles. They're all they're all numbered, and he said, well, they're they're three different store picks, and so my rule of thumb is I I like to try things the first time. Uh, that aren't a single barrel store pick because that means that they're blended to be the flavor profile that it's meant to be. Um, however, I have never tried Weller Foolproof. Um, and so these are three individual barrels. The one I'm drinking first is actually hand-selected by Harlan Wheatley, which is the master distiller at Buffalo Trace. I'm weary about his his bourbon selections because he is on record saying that he does not like bourbon. And so I'm weary about it. However, this is phenomenal. Um, it is it is extremely smooth. I think it's like 115, 114 something proof. Um, I've never had it. It is it is quite good. Weller, I think, can be overrated at times. However, this is um, the fa my favorite Weller I've ever had. Uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to trying the other two single barrels to see what the differences are, um, and I'll I'll keep you up to date. Kevin, what you drinking? I'm drinking something new, um, and congratulations on drinking Weller Foolproof. I love it. It's it's the best. Um, uh, I'm drinking something that I've not I've not ever had or seen before. It's called Responder Bourbon. Um, it's a it's a brand new label. Uh, Responder Bourbon was founded by first responders for first responders. I'm not a first responder, so maybe I'm not supposed to drink it. Uh, but I bought it because. Um, but I thought you were the, a doctor. Distillery, which is, I am a doctor. Which is not a first responder. A second responder. Um, he responds to a lot, though. He he talks a lot. I have very, very, very many uh, unread emails in my inbox. I don't respond to <laughs> most things actually, um, but a a portion of all uh, sales of this bourbon um, from Responder uh, Bourbon Company, which is in Bardstown, Kentucky. Um, every bottle sold, a portion goes to uh, first responders and their families. So it goes to charities that support first responders and their families. So I felt like when I saw it, um, I'm in. Um, I know nothing about it other than it's 94 proof. Um, and it cost about $60 a bottle, which was a lot for uh, a bourbon that I know absolutely nothing about. But I was happy to try it when, uh, when I saw it because, again, uh, support your first responders also, you know, buy local. So I, um, it's it's good. 
Um, I don't have a lot of things to say about it. It feels like a very um, standard bourbon sour mash mix. Um, I get a lot of corn. My guess is it would be more than 70% corn. Um, I don't think it's weeded uh, based on its, its flavor profile. Um, so my guess is it's corn, uh, rye, and malted barley um, as a mash bill. But I don't know anything to prove that. So, But obviously, first responders are awesome. They deserve our love and respect in every way. So I was happy to do that by drinking tonight. Oh, what are you drinking? <laughs> do you know, Kevin, if they uh, if that's like their own stuff that they're brewing? Are they a new distillery or are they sourcing that? So it says distilled and bottled by Responder Bourbon Company. So I, that tells me that probably it's their own stuff. Which would, I would um, assume, make it quite young. It doesn't taste young, young. Um, but I don't know. Um, I, I really don't know. I'll learn more, I guess. Um, but my my fault for asking follow up questions when your initial thing was I know nothing about this bourbon. <laughs> yeah, I, I I really I don't know why you put me on the spot there. Uh, I'll have much more to say later in the podcast about other things that I am prepared for. Um, unlike your nerd debate topic, which we don't know. Um, so yeah, it's what are those, you drinking? It's one of those tonight? things that again, if I tell you, it'll either ruin it or not change a thing. So it's fine. It's fine. Um, so I'm drinking an oldie but a new newbie here as well. So I've mentioned I've had Noble Oak on the podcast before, and then I put bourbon sticks in it, and I drank that after like two weeks. Uh, you can leave the bourbon sticks in they recommend for – or the char sticks, whiskey sticks, whatever they're called, for like up to six weeks. So I did that. So I took them out after that, and I am now drinking Noble Oak char sticked for six weeks. So it's the same bourbon but now also slightly different. Um, it, the biggest thing I have to say about these, and again, maybe I did it wrong. There's, I'm drinking some char. Like it's, it just doesn't filter out the, all of the oh, char. So, um, that's going to be in you here. You use cheesecloth. Uh, not that dedicated. <laughs> so, um, so that's a thing that you may want to confront if you are going to purchase this item. However, it does make this, um, very smooth and, adds I, I do think it adds a little bit of flavor to it so um six weeks of char sticks good for flavor not good if you are trying to avoid ingesting small pieces of burnt oak good so um f-bomb four what are we doing tonight we are uh <laughs> you're gonna address it later i'm just curious when when later is. yeah uh <laughs> Hope Camp found a username of mine uh, while uh, while <laughs> browsing Reddit. Uh, I had commented on something fantasy football related in in the fantasy football Reddit, and Hope Camp. I found at, it. I was talking about Hope Camp, and he screenshotted it. And he said, "Is this you?" And I was like, "Yep, that's me." Uh, so. It said, uh, "It said F bomb four underneath." It said Bengals, so he had highlighted his fandom. Yeah, and um, yeah. the the question he asked. It's not hard to, to figure out <laughs> right. who it is. It's like this guy listens to the Levitard show so, yeah. and likes the I Bengals clicked on it and, and plays said, fantasy it said football. Like, the two reddits that popped up were Dynasty Fantasy Football and Dan Levitard show. <laughs> and the question right. he asked so it's, was directly related to a trade offer he had already sent me. So I was like, yes. I'm pretty sure I got him. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, he, he screenshotted it and sent it to me. I was like, yep, that's me. Uh, so um, anyway, tonight. We're gonna do a nerd. I don't know debate. how to use Reddit. I just want to say that I don't. I don't Reddit. That sounds cool. right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can he you can lurk his. like me and then send pictures to your friends when you find them, uh, or you can comment like Flynn and try to get answers to questions or whatever. I guess I don't know. Yes. Yeah. I'll sure yeah. try. Yeah. So we're gonna do a nerd debate, and then nerd we're gonna go into a fictional battle royale, uh, something that I'm excited for yet. Um, confused about because <laughs> well, I'm not we'll I'm not, ad, not I'm not at all prepared uh, we'll because it. I'm not at all prepared so uh, <laughs> we'll get into it uh, it's ridiculous as is our brand and so let's get into nerd debate who wants to go first nerd debate you choose Flynn <laughs> <laughs> all right I was blowing my nose but thank you uh <laughs> (laughs) 
listen, listen. I, I, you I've sound had... like a trumpet when you blow your nose. <laughs> How did your nose make that sound? <laughs> oh, let me see if I can do it again. I sound like Blue's Clues. Okay, That's exactly well. what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all suck. Uh, <laughs> not strong tonight. Okay, uh, Kevin, oh, Kevin, man. why don't you do a dirt debate first? Sure, sure. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> so, uh, Pretty's not here. We I don't know if we covered that. Um, Pretty's not here and he's not coming tonight. So, it's just the three I of forgot us. to say that. We <laughs> like to think you guys are a fine. smart audience and you'll figure it out. Um, yeah, he's still up in New York. He's doing great. Um, uh, some scary stuff happened in New York this week, but he and, he and Kat are fine. Everybody's good. Um, but anyway, so it is, um, it's time for a nerd debate. And I was contemplating tonight's topic for a little bit. You, uh, have heard these two and pretty comment on the fact that I am old. Uh, I'm old man, um, of this group. And not only because I'm the oldest of the group, but because of how I interact with the world around me. Um, I've been falling asleep on the couch so often lately uh, and waking up in the middle of the night to pee so that I can actually get to my bed. Um, you know, all these things. One of the things that I caught myself thinking recently, and I was like, this makes you, in fact, old, Kev, is, um, well, really, I, in my head, I call myself Dr. Reynolds. So, Dr. Reynolds, this, this makes you feel old. I was watching a movie. I can't even remember what it was at this point. But there was a car chase scene. And I'm at the point in life where I was like, do we need this? Like, this sucks. And I start, like, if we were doing hot takes, my hot take might be that I think car chases are lazy and a waste of time and I want them out of all movies. And that's when it hit me that the problem is not car chases. The problem is probably me, right? I'm the problem. I need reminding. (laughs) You are are almost always the problem. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I need reminding. And so my nerd debate topic to you in this head-to-head, right? So when Pretty's not here or someone's not here, it's always head-to-head. So whoever I don't choose as the winner of the debate has to take a swig of something or a shot of something. Convince me that that car chases are actually awesome by telling me what the best – if I if you were like, listen, go watch this car chase and it will remind you that car chases are actually awesome, what would you choose? What What advice would you give me? Tell me what the best car chase scene is to reignite reignite my love of the car chase scene. I'll yield to Flynn. Since he's probably only as, seen as, like six movies, half of which have a car chase. Listen, listen. Um, he has seen all 12 Fast and Furious <laughs> movies. I've actually never seen a single Fast and Furious movie. No, um, no one is surprised. They, yeah, they, they're bad. They're bad, I'm sure. You haven't um, seen them. But Kevin... Um, I was actually recently watching, I can't remember what movie it was, um, but I think it might have been a Marvel movie. Uh, oh, no, it was um, Moon Knight. I was watching Moon Knight, and they were going through a car chase in Moon Knight. I think, and, by the way, I think that's what it was. I was watching Moon Knight, and I was like, <laughs> While it was happening, I was like, this is really dumb. Uh, this is just Hold a... Hold on. I've, I've seen all of the Moon Knight episodes, in, including tonight's. I don't remember the car chase scene, so I think we're all proving the same. He point. gets in the he gets in the uh, yeah. Anyway, anyway, I've not seen tonight's, but I can't remember. I, was so, it last week's? Doesn't matter. Go ahead. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, as I was watching it, I was like, you know, this is just your stereotypical car chase that is predictable. It's everyone knows what's happening. It's dumb. It's overdone. The whole time, I was like, this is stupid. And so, this is a great topic, because almost every car chase is the exact same. The The driver's gonna, uh, you know, get uh, get away by doing some maneuvers, some cool cool special effects, and, you know, there's gonna be drama, and the, the bad guy's gonna go away, and then he's gonna come back, and, and it's, it's, it's gonna be stupid. Um, 
And one of the movies that does it best, uh, because they make fun of that, is The Other Guys. And so we recently discussed <laughs> this movie on the podcast. But when they're in the car and Will, Will Ferrell is, is you know, commenting on his driving skills and, and he's just, you know, it's, it's the stereotypical car chase scene. However, it's a parody of it that's making fun of itself. And so that adds a layer to it, and, and that's one that stuck out in my mind as soon as you said that. I was like, I totally agree with what you're saying. They're, they're overdone. They're, they're not unique except for that Are one. you talking about the one at the end when they're trying to get to mm-hmm. the bank? Okay, and they're like they – When the car gets super, <laughs> super messed they up. Tell it, they tell them <laughs> to hit the golf balls at the helicopter. <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's my favorite part of the movie, actually. Uh, so you know that 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 car chase scene is hilarious. Interesting uh, choice. I had not thought of that. Um, it is hilarious. Every second of that movie is basically hilarious, and it's the best Will Ferrell movie ever. Um, but go listen to last week's episode if you uh, would like to hear more about that. Um, there were there are so many car chases that I that popped into mind. Um, there's the original Italian job, which I've not seen, but I've seen the remake, and that car chase in the Mini Coopers is supposed to be pretty cool. I think that the Mini Cooper car chase is kind of weird. Um, I've not I've seen the original Mad Max. I've not seen Fury Road, but I believe that Fury Road has some pretty amazing car chases, and Mad Max is predicated on car chases. Um, and at the risk of, of choosing a Fast and Furious movie, I'd like to also mention... The tunnel scene in Fast and Furious 4 is awesome because it's not so much a chase as much as it is navigating tunnels in a cool car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yep. the original race at the end of the original Fast and Furious, which again, not a chase, is a race, um, is pretty legit. Awesome. It's awesome. But I'm going to go... Yeah, Flynn, by the way, the, you, you can watch the first two Fast and the Furious and it's in, they're good. There's, there's After moments that. to enjoy, I think, in, in most of them. And then but you can't expect... You can't expect to just have a great movie experience. You're just going to be like, I know what I'm going to get. It's Vin Diesel, it's cars, and it's action, and of course, family. But, uh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> the, the car chase that I'm going to bring up is Baby Driver. So it's a recent movie. Um, I hope Kevin has seen it. Um, it's another one of the movies that's essentially predicated on this guy being a great driver. And the opening sequence in particular he just has his headphones in and you don't really know what's going on. And then next thing you know, like they come out of this bank and he just is like, oh, cool, we're driving now and does all the cool stuff. But it's awesome because it highlights that this is a guy that's just doing amazing things with a car that no one else can do. And it is a well done car chase scene because one of the things that I hate about most car chases is the cops are going to win. Like you don't just get away in a car chase in a city. That's not how it works. But I think that some of the better ones, such as the one in Baby Driver, highlight that the skill of the driver is that that they can pull off moves that will actually help them escape, which few movies do well. Yes, this is interesting. Um, Flynn chose to agree with me that car chases suck and chose to convince me that they're good by giving me something that's a parody of car chases. I wasn't trying to convince you they're good. No, it's okay. It's what I asked you to do, though. that's Hub impossible Camp, when I don't believe it. Hub Camp uh, chose a movie I haven't seen, um, but made some good arguments. This is tough. Call it a draw. We all take a shot. I do. I award. I award. I award the three of us a draw. Um, I won't. I'm not man enough to choose, and I think you both did poorly. So we all we all will drink in this moment. I don't think this has happened before. I think we. You've given yourself the win. <laughs> I have done that. I have done that. Um, I felt really good about it. Cheers. Um, It is pouring rain here, by the way. mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pouring rain. Lots of rain. All right. Cheers. But it is no longer tornadoing here, and that's the important thing. Um, I don't know if I've said this before, but MB Roland, (laughs) which makes great bourbon, also makes great moonshine. Uh, Hubcamp, why don't you go next? Excellent. So uh, my topic, as you guys all know, is... uh, (laughs) Um, no one knows your topic. I, I thought I would talk about different fighters, um, spanning the genres, spanning the the things that we've discussed. Um, in particular, I'm thinking in general sword and shield type movies, but you guys can surprise me and pick whatever you want. 
Um, I want to eliminate swords from this discussion because I think so often okay. we say like, "Who's better, Aragorn or you know sabers of all kind?" You lightsabers too. Um, okay. <laughs> so, but so I was I was sitting here thinking, and I was like, you know, essentially, I guess bows, axes, hammers, that sort of thing. But let's have the discussion then of who's the best fighter. Who would you most not necessarily one on one because obviously Legolas will just shoot Gimli. Um, from 100 yards away, and there goes that fight. But who's, you know, maybe best with their weapon, most formidable in a battle scenario? Just who would you draft first on a sword-saberless war squad? All mutant abilities are discounted in this moment. I think think superhero abilities, probably yes. Right, okay. But what, out of curiosity, who are you thinking? I wasn't. Okay. I just, I just wanted to make sure that was an even playing field for us. Um, but I mean, I, I think Hawkeye is very much in play. He, he's on my mind right now, but I'm, I'm not going to choose Hawkeye in this moment. So it's, it's, it's. They can have weapons, but not strictly sword. Just sword basically. cannot be the primary weapon, and you know what? I'm going to eliminate like supercharged weapons too. So like Iron Man in his suit is his weapon. Like no. You know, just who are you kind of drafting for for Helm's Deep, basically? So what fighter could translate into Helm's Deep type of a battle and be very effective in different scenarios? All right, all right. Um, this is a this is a fundamental debate of of brawn versus agility. Um, sure. And Oberyn Martell proved mm. that he can overcome the strongest being in the world. Um, he was extremely skilled. He, 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 the reason I didn't used immediately spear, say it, because way, I, I had to look were, it up, because it, it kind of, it's, it's sort of, you know, sword-like, spear. but spear is fine. It's a spear. Yeah. Um, but, but his, his technique, his, his dancing, his, his, his finesse, his, his speed, all of that overcame the mountain, and what did him in was his hubris. Um, and so, if you're just going straight into saying, you know, you're in this battle, survive. I'm taking him every single time uh, because he is phenomenal. Uh, unlike the time you didn't answer Kevin's question, you did a very good job of answering this question. <laughs> also, I just moved on to. It is called Alamo City Liquor Single Barrel Select of Weller Foolproof. And I will say this is um, so much better than the Harlan Wheatley Select. Um, It is way more flavorful, way more oily on the mouth, um, super, super in-depth. I very much enjoy this. Are you having small pours, Flynn, or are you just having... They're one-ounce pours. Okay, I was going to say, are you about to drink three full glasses of No, no, I got got three one-ounce samples of Weller Foolproof. They're all single barrels. So um, if I were to choose between the two, this Alamo City Liquor is my select right now. We'll see what number three brings when when I move on to it. Kevin, did we give you enough time? You you have given me enough time, but man, my, my brain is just going, right? So candidates I will not be choosing but want to mention. Uh, Inigo Montoya uh, would be great in this situation, but we eliminated swords. Um, I think, so he wouldn't be. <laughs> I think Rocky Balboa comes to mind because he just never stops coming at you even when he can't win. But, you know, his whole first movie, he loses the fight basically on a technicality, but he goes the distance with Apollo Creed as an unknown this is so tough. Um, I'm not going to win, so I'm going to do you what's right. You can still win. I mean, make your decision and debate it. <laughs> this is so tough. This is such a big question. See, this is the kind of crap you have to tell us about in advance because you're wrong. I, it wouldn't have ruined it if I had time to really form an argument because I, I have so many in my head. But I'm going to choose Mr. Miyagi. Um, Mr. Miyagi understands Miyagi-Do Kata in a way that just shows that the best fighters are those who focus on self-defense only. And Flynn's choice 
is an arrogant bastard. And that's why in the one instance where we watch him fight, he loses because he gets overconfident. So if if the issue is who's going to convince you who's a better fighter, Flynn might win in this case. But if you put these two men head to head, my fighter is going to win every time because Mr. Miyagi knows how to be patient, how to wait. He has technique and he's he's going to wait out the arrogant opponent. It happens over and over and over again. The body of work just shows that Mr. Miyagi is the best pure fighter in film history. I would take him every time. So even though he's an old Asian dude who doesn't have powers versus a guy with a massive spear who's going to come at him, um, I I just think body of work says Mr. Miyagi wins this. Um, did you did you miss the portion of of this where I was like, who would you? first put on your team for like a battle not for a one-on-one fight like if you were to drop them into a war and you just want this guy that knows kung fu i don't know how to answer that question when you eliminate swords i mean you're dropping them into a battle but you're eliminating swords i wanted to pick braveheart i wanted to pick um i wanted to to pick um benjamin martin benjamin martin uses a he uses a tomahawk axe and a gun and i would choose him martin Fairy. <laughs> you know that tomahawk axes aren't, in fact, swords. No, I understand. Also, nor are guns. <laughs> but but guns no. feel like cheating worse than swords do. It's like when that when the when the dude in um, in um, Indiana Jones is like flailing the swords around, like I can kill you. I'm about to kill you. And Indiana Jones just shoots him, which was an improvised moment, by the way. Jacob, pretty fun fact. Jacob, pretty fun yeah. fact. Um, because he was sick and didn't. That's want to awesome. Play. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, but guns feel like they're cheating. So I, I don't know that I accept the premise of this debate. If you're if if guns are okay, uh, Benjamin Martin beats Martel. I think for sure. Really struggling um, to grasp me that it's not a head to head debate you guys are doing here. <laughs> Just give me the win and move on. Flynn, Flynn wins because I've of said what I've said. I don't know Fine. what he's doing. Uh, he's not active listening. More moonshine. He's definitely choosing poorly. Um, and he couldn't formulate an argument for Benjamin Martin that made any kind of sense, which I would have been intrigued by. Um, but I respect the Ober and Martel take. I do not respect Flynn's or Kevin's argument. Mr. Miyagi beats Martel every time. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Okay. So, I'm not going to preface this at all. I want you to answer it and show your work. Who wins, Harry Potter or Luke Skywalker? Go. And are we allowed to agree, or does one of us have to choose the opposite? No stipulations, no expounding. Show your work, and that's what I'm going to be judging. I'm going to take I'm I'm just, Luke Skywalker. I'm taking Luke Skywalker. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Kevin. I spoke first. first. Yeah. I'm taking him. Yeah. I'm taking Luke Skywalker. A couple reasons, right? He's a Jedi. Um, he has the ability <laughs> Harry to got that out of the way. <laughs> right, right. Um, you know, Harry Potter in the way in which we know him is always a wizard in training. The guy knows like eight spells total. Um, Luke is a Jedi Luke, in training for most of the the movies. Well, Flynn, you're real bad at movies, and so I'm not sure well, that you're the best person is, to talk about this. There is a very strong point that you can very much draw. The seven years of Harry Potter at Hogwarts is also Luke's first three movies because he you do not ever get to see Luke Skywalker fully formed Jedi until after it's all over. Uh, but you can read about it. You can read about it in Shadows of the Empire. You can read about I mean, you're asking I'm about sure you characters. can watch the movies too. You can read yeah. about it on Pottermore. <laughs> uh, Luke Skywalker um, for a couple of reasons. One. I think that he could Jedi mind trick Harry because Harry is small minded. Um, he makes dumb decisions constantly. He needs Hermione to be the smart one around him, um, and so that's that's one. Two, I think that the force, the likelihood that the force could be used to get the wand out of Harry's hand is quicker than than Harry being able to say the word stupefy. Um, so so Luke wins in that. I think Luke would chop Harry's head off with a lightsaber in seconds. Um, I think that the um, that Harry is a kid, 
um, for the most of the time that we know him. And they're listen, they're both super whiny white dudes who have daddy issues. Like we're all aware of that, right? So, but I think that they both, um, if they're going head to head, Luke is just better prepared, more mature, and more powerful than Harry in this instant right away. Probably helps my argument that Huffcamp said Luke uh, as well. Um, even though it's a debate and not a, not a head to head, he doesn't have to choose Harry Potter. Um, but you haven't watched season two of the Mandalorian. So you haven't watched Luke be the most badass on screen. Um, in... I have watched it. Oh, okay. No, he hasn't well, seen Boba Luke's Fett. a pretty badass. Okay. Um, Luke wins and you know, it's, I really don't feel like it's a contest. Here's here's a couple of things I think that you are ignoring. I don't think Harry Potter can be Jedi mind tricked. Um, yes, he like lets Voldemort in, but that was literally just a special connection. Um, he is incredibly strong and his moral compass, and he's good, and he's got the willpower to resist um, any kind of force incursion into his mind. Um, it's one of the reasons that you know he was able to repel Voldemort in um, the fifth book. So I think he would be able to, especially with the training that he's had, repel. Jedi mind tricks. I think in a one-on-one thing, one thing that Harry never quite did figure out was silent spells. So he's going to be waving his wand in specific motions and yelling words to try to ranged attack a Jedi who will then see a ray of light coming and doesn't even need to see it, can probably sense all of this happening. And I would assume that the lightsaber can repel the spells in a way that kind of blocks it. Um, so I really don't see too much advantage to the ranged weapon because the force, I think, supersedes anything that Harry Potter has. Harry Potter has wizarding skills, but what Luke has is essentially a different level of mental magic that Harry doesn't have. Harry has technical magic. The mental magic is going to outweigh this because... The weaponry is going to get to to Harry eventually, and he's not going to be able to do anything to to overcome the, the force. Does it change your argument if the person is Dumbledore, not Harry? It's closer. I mean, honestly, Voldemort would be maybe the tougher one because Voldemort would like put yeah. a billion, like just encircle. Luke in flames or something like he'll be able to do more area of effect spells that I mean Harry will literally just keep it on like a one-on-one duel as opposed to you know Voldemort who I think would be bringing in new and creative terrible spells that Harry won't do and again Luke will be able to repel any sort of stunning body bind curse all that kind of stuff. They're just all too. They're all too emotional. Uh, the wizards are all too emotional. And what's great about the um, study of the Jedi arts is that you really try to take emotion out of it in order to become in full control of the world around you. Um, that's why I think Dumbledore is great and is a, is a bit closer in the sense that he doesn't have as much emotion, at least in the books. Mm. Um, in the books. I, I think that it's the opposite. I think that in in the force, you're trying to to do away with your emotions to be more to be more like you said. But with magic, the more emotional you are, the stronger you can be as long as you can channel it. And so, we, if you can channel your emotions, then you become stronger. Whereas with the force, you have to put your emotions to the side. So it's two sure. completely different things. We're supposed to be coming at you for your favor and votes in this moment, not debating with you, and so I won't say anything other than the fact that no one asked you a damn thing to weigh in. <laughs> Who do you choose? Um, I think that Hovecamp made really good points, and Kevin, your, uh, your argument that we never see Harry outside of school, I, I totally disagree that Luke 
we we know we're starting to see more of Luke outside of outside of his training, but but they you were are. both. You are starting to see it. <laughs> the main. I, re- I read Shadows of the Empire when I was fourteen years okay, old, well, and that's a phenomenal book about Luke Skywalker's journey to becoming a master Jedi. Yeah, there's you, there's side you projects. Are, there's there's side projects. There's the nine main Star Wars films, and then the seven or eight. Seven books, eight movies. Uh, those are the, what we're going off of, not the side. You did not stuff. set so that I'm, as a premise. Okay. Well, I'm going to give the window of camp uh, because I liked his arguments better. <laughs> My arguments actually were better than his, but I'll drink more moonshine. <laughs> he made the same argument I made, by the way. Um, <laughs> I made it better than he did, but that's fine. Disagree. Disagree. You also said Harry would just immediately get taken over, like he was some simpleton with no with no strong will. He is of mind. a simpleton, right? And he, that was probably a he, bad way to start. He but, learned occlumency. Like, but my, <laughs> arg- my argument that my argument that um, he's going to have tricks. to say the word stupefy and flick his wand isn't is going to take too long before Luke just gets the wand out of his hand. I made that argument. Hufkamp made it differently and more simply, and you were like, "Oh, he made." Really and good I points. disagree with both of those points. I don't, I don't think that. That that's that's valid. But anyway, I didn't say he was going to anyway. force take the wand. I said he would be able to force sense and d- deflect spells, which is a different argument and better. Anyway, am I introducing Anyhow. what's next? Who? What? Are we, who's next? Go ahead. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're we're done with nerd. <laughs> it was debate. your idea, so you should introduce <laughs> it. <laughs> Pretty's going to be happy that you both chose Luke. That's that's when he's editing that he's gonna he's gonna feel proud. We should have both chose chosen Luke. Harry Potter just to make Pretty mad. Um, yep. You want to do that right now? Yes. <laughs> I would like to change my vote to Harry Potter because it makes pretty mad. Do you have a? Do you have a... <laughs> Perfect timing. <laughs> was that like a? Was that like a? Uh, whose line is it anyway? Buzzer. I did not see that coming. <laughs> the points don't count. <laughs> anyway. Oh go my on. goodness! All right, so we're doing a fictional battle royale. <laughs> Fictional Battle Royale. We were discussing what to do, and Flynn wanted to do like a baseball team or something, uh, which no one was opposed to, but I was trying to think of a four-person team, and the only thing that came to mind was a bobsled team. The only bobsled team that I know of (laughs) is from Cool Runnings. So we decided that... Uh, this was, in fact, a great idea. I don't know who decided it, um, but it is, it's an idea that's happening, and we're sorry. So we're going to fictionally it's an idea. battle royale a bobsled team based on the— A bobsled team. A bobsled team, team uh, based on the <laughs> character archetypes created by the Disney movie Cool Runnings. So if you haven't seen it, um, you're, you'll figure out what that team might look like with one of our teams because I did. Spoiler <laughs> two alert, Flynn uh, uh, <laughs> hasn't seen it. <laughs> so um, we're basing it off of that. Please also judge uh, accordingly. Um, for those of you that need reminding, uh, Darice is the driver, um, and Kevin will help me on what exact positions the other ones are, but Sanka is um, – the more he is the best push cart driver, but does not drive the bobsled. And then Yule Brenner is sort of he's the uh, he's Sanka's the brake man. Brake so man. he's in the line. He's in the line. He's fourth. So he's at the very back. He's last in the sled and is the brake man. I thought the driver. No, this is the driver first in the sled. Driver's okay. first in the sled. And then Yule Brenner the and Junior Bevel are in the middle, um, and they're basically just strong, quick guys that help push the sled and hop in. I don't really know what they have a role. Yes, Flynn, the premise of the movie is Jamaican track runners. I understand the premise of the movie. No, you don't understand the premise of the movie. Jamaican track runners um, are trying to get to the Olympics. And Junior Bevel trips Yul Brenna and uh, Doris, who were in, who were all first, second, and third in the Olympic qualifier in Jamaica. So none of them get to go to the Olympics. Doris's father was an Olympian. At least Dries' father was friends with a guy um, whose name escapes me at this moment. I watched the first 15 minutes of the movie tonight, and I can't even remember the coach's name. John Candy. Um, yeah, John Candy. <laughs> um, John Candy's best work, uh, for sure. I've got I've got um, the IMDb up here. He is Irv. I mean, Uncle Buck is pretty good. John Candy other is things, Irv. But Yeah, Irv. Right, Irv. Irv. Yeah. So 
So they become the first uh, Jamaican bobsled team because John Candy's character had always had this philosophy that you could turn Jamaican sprinters into phenomenal bobsled teammates because you win and lose your bobsled races on the push start. And so if they can, you know, there's this great scene in the movie where they talk about three of these guys can run the 100 and under 10 flat. And the guy he's talking to says, but can lightning run on ice? And the answer is, we don't know yet. And that's what happens in the movie. So, so um, question. Fast so it's, it's, it's pusher <laughs> slash driver. Well, it's breaker. And then it's the two middle don't, people. Don't so much yeah. think of it as those roles, but as really the personalities uh, and physical traits of the characters in the movie, Flynn. That's what you're trying to base this on. So, so Doris. Kevin, I think he's fine. I think he's got it. He knows no, what's going I wanna, on. I want to give him. I want to give him. I want to give him okay. some hints. Uh, I, so really, I think it's. Is, I, don't know. I guess we. I don't know. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, we're good. Okay. Okay. So okay. let's let's well, move on. Um, the, um, there is one thing is, that we did forget to mention. What is the population that we're choosing from? Yes, our our um, population is Bob's. <laughs> any Bob's. 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 This is a Bob's sled team. So it is. I I believe any cinematic or TV Bob. That oh, any Bob. Oh, any Bob. Any Bob. Any Bob. Okay. So here, here's the thing. I have several Bobs on my list. Um, my Uncle Bob is on my list. At some point, if every other Bob is taken, my Uncle Bob Roth is on my list, right? So any Bob. Any Bob counts. Okay. Okay. Who goes first? Um, I'll Flynn, take it. I'll say, no, no. Flynn's going first because uh, he doesn't know what's going on, and I'm excited for that. Okay. Uh, Kevin, you can go second uh, because you wanted to go first. And okay. you're old, and I, I guess old is going first now. And then I'll go age before beauty, and I'll go last. Great. Because I okay. have way so more characters first, listed than you. <laughs> my first pick is going to be someone that... And remember, um, you should draw your parallel. So when you make the pick, say whether you think, whether this is your Doris, your Sanka, that. your Yule, or your Junior. And Flynn will do Leader that as well. of the pack. <laughs> Leader of the pack is what I'm thinking of here. Someone that's going to get... Um, the most amount of leverage in the push um, to push as hard as possible, and that's Iron Man. I'm going to choose Iron Man. You're going to choose Robert Downey Jr., the actor? I'm going to choose Iron Man. That's... Yeah. You can't... Not a Bob. You can't do that. Robert? Yeah. Robert, Robert Downey, Downey Jr. Jr. Is, is... But you can't, you can't choose have, Robert you can't Downey Jr., Iron Man. the actor. <laughs> Fine. Okay. Listen, I know you lack integrity, um, but you Wait, have to choose hell? a. You can choose Tony Robert Stark for the, for the Tonys. Bobby. <laughs> you 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 can't choose You can't choose like four different actors. Robert Pattinson has played the guy from Harry Potter, Batman. the guy from Batman, <laughs> and the stupid Twilight guy. You can't choose those people because the actor played them. You could choose a Bob, a Robert, or a Bobby. Choose. Uh, okay, I'm gonna choose Bobby Boucher. For Damn for it. what? Okay, good choice. For which one? Uh, the driver. It's a terrible choice, okay. but I'm in. It is a it is a terrible choice for driver. Yes. It's a great choice because Bobby Boucher is incredibly fast and strong. We know that, right? The water boy. Yes. Yeah. I, I he's on my list, but not for Derice. Whatever. He's on my list. He's not for Derice as well. Um, Flynn hasn't seen the movie, so uh, <laughs> which is okay. why his team is going to be magical. My clear 101 <laughs> is someone who can be the most effective in the elements, right? It's incredibly cold in Canada where where this happens and any other any country that's hosting. But in the movie Cool Runnings, it takes place in Canada. And um, it's incredibly cold. And the idea is it, the bobsled sleds down on ice. So I'm going to choose Iceman. Um, Bobby Drake. From the X-Men comics, Iceman is my Doris. He is the driver. He is the person in control of the bobsled. He is the best choice for the for the 101 here. Uh, Bobby Drake is the – he's Iceman. He'll, he'll do better than everybody else. He controls the element ice. Hard to argue a superhero going early. I mean, at this point, like, I would say, like, oh, I don't have to choose my Doris anytime soon. But Flynn's just going to take anybody he wants at this point yeah. in time. <laughs> Flynn's going to take anybody. <laughs> um, so I really do want to get a true leader, um, someone that is physically capable, strong, determined, 
And who better than the man that led the Scots to their freedom, Robert the Bruce? Mm. Mm. The coward. Depends on which movie you're watching. Uh, okay, in Braveheart, <laughs> the coward. And, and at the end of it, he leads them to their independence. So, yes, the man who was truly actually stood up to the English and won. Um, in a way that William Wallace actually excuse me. Excuse me, the English. What did I say? You said English. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't stand up to the English. He stands up to the English. <laughs> of course he does. That's that's on me. Um, but no, Robert the Bruce is my Derice. Robert the Bruce ended up on my list, uh, but I, I put him so far down because of exactly how he's depicted in the movie Braveheart as a coward. There is, um, I cannot think of it, I want him nowhere near um, my list. But he is in a movie that Netflix put out, like something about. I think it's um, Chris Pine, isn't it? Maybe, but it's it's actually not bad if you are interested in that era. And he is the hero of the entire movie, not just the guy that wins at the end. Okay, Huffcamp. I assume you're taking notes here. That's great, Flynn. Who's up next on your team? Um, I I think I need someone uh, at the breaking position to be able to kind of fix our wrongs um, and and make sure that we're not going to flip over. Um, and this guy can fix anything. It's, Bob, it's the Bob the Builder. Yeah, yep. okay. All right. Well, good choice, Flynn. <laughs> good choice, yep. Flynn. So Bob the Builder is your uh, Sanka. Sure. And the good news here, too, is, and I don't know if it's exactly like a Fix-It Felix scenario, but if the lucky egg were to break, Bob the Builder could theoretically repair it, I assume. Yes. Flynn doesn't get the joke. But very good. Um, <laughs> my, Just don't blow your nose again. Uh, okay, so my Yule Brenna. So, <laughs> so all night. Okay, so Yule Brenna is a massive dude, right? He's like, um, he's like DK Metcalf uh, meets. Derrick Henry, like he's a dude, right, on this team. He's fast, but he's huge and bulky and beefed up. Um, what's great about him is he's using upper body and lower body strength to push the sled forward and hold the team together. He's the strong person on the group, right? So I've got Bobby Drake, Iceman, leading the charge, controlling the elements. I need somebody who is the strong man on the team. I'm going to go with Bob Parr. Yep, that was going to be my next pick. As as my uh, next pick, Bob Parr, yeah. for those of you who are not familiar, is Mr. Incredible from the show yeah. The Incredibles. I had, um, um, honestly, I forgot. I skipped right over him on my list when I was picking last time. I, I did too. That's him. why I chose Bob the Builder him. over him. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you both yeah. would have, and when Hubcamp, you were talking, I thought you were going to, and I was like, "This is a not great for pick. the driver." He's not a driver. You don't need you, did, but you said you didn't need to take the driver. I so. know, but that said, it didn't matter. You know, what? it's my um, own fault. It's so we're in this situation. Anyway. Oh no, it's both your faults. My team is incredible so far. <laughs> uh, so hope you go next. Well, we'll pick people that you might actually see in the Olympics because they're regular people. Um, go for here's, it. <laughs> here's here's one tough guy. That we haven't, uh, that that actually would really, he's not going to rival superhuman strength, but in his prime, he would win against literally everybody that does not have superpowers. And that's Bobby B, Robert Baratheon. Robert Baratheon. Yeah, he's next on my he list. Is, Very good choice. Uh, he's my Yule, and I will, you know, I, I don't want to get too much into, oh, you got to choose context, but like, it's going to be prime Bobby B. He's going to be in Olympic shape for this event. Yeah. So he's yeah. he's going to have just slain Rhaegar at the Trident. Yeah. And um, it's going to be tough. Tough to. I agree. I agree. Um, he is my Yule Brenner, which means uh, you've got the two middlemen, Flynn. Flynn, one of them is the Tony Stark bankroll rich person, and the other is the tank. Okay. What documentary is is quarantine watching right now? This is <laughs> Oh, yeah, I forgot that you guys can pick up on literally all of the sounds that are being had over there. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, it's stuff it's stuff for her work. All right, I'm going to go I'm going to go with um someone that you all don't know who this is, but um 
his his nickname is the Time Lord, um, and he is going to help bankroll the team. It's Robert Williams the third. He plays for the Boston Celtics. Uh, he is one <laughs> of the best defensive players in the NBA right now. Uh, his nickname is the Time Lord, so I, I enjoy that uh, uh, Doctor Who reference. And that is your junior. Okay. Okay. Kevin, everyone that you thought would still be there while uh, Flynn was picking uh, is still there because I can't imagine it's still there. Yeah. So um, this is tough for me because Sanka, the break man, the character, right, is pure Jamaican. Um, (laughs) Kristen and I honeymooned in Jamaica at a sandals. So we definitely know the real culture of the country of Jamaica. <laughs> um, so does Michael Scott. Right? Yeah, <laughs> no, not, not not at all. Right? Um, the the it's too much to talk on a comedy podcast, but you know that's a tough thing to do actually because Jamaica is a very poor country controlled by five wealthy families, and Sandals resorts are not the true experience. But we had a good time anyway. Um. Very poor country. We need to help Jamaica. Anyway, Sanka is the true Jamaican, maybe the true Jamaican stereotype, but definitely this this character that just lives in the moment. Wait, Disney a- plays into stereotypes? No. <laughs> no. Um, Sanka lives in the moment. He's true Jamaican. Um, and <laughs> How many times are you going to say true car. Jamaican like you really know what it means? <laughs> Well, what I, I mean is what I, what I mean is earlier, so true is different. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thanks for calling me out. But good point. Danka is a character that embodies every Jamaican stereotype that exists. So the only person I could think of when choosing who would be my Sanka um, is Robert Marley, Bob Marley, Bob Marley. Oh my god, Uh, hilariously, I just thought of Jacob Marley for a second, and I was like... You thought of the character from... 100%, uh, I thought you were talking about a a ghost uh, from The Christmas Carol, and then I was like, oh wait... No, no, no." I'm talking about Bob Marley, the musical artist, Obviously, on on this team... Um, a much more famous Marley is he's my junior. He, he he plays it in the sense that he's got a ton of money um, because he's a famous musician, but the character I'm choosing to place him in is more of the Sanka. So he's not really meant to be a break man because of his abilities or demeanor. He's more of a junior, but he is more of the Sanka character. So I'm choosing to cheat in this moment, I guess, and say my bankroll character is Bob Marley, even though he's more like Sanka who I thought about. So Bob Marley is, is my choice in round three. Oh, he is not your Sanka. He's your junior. He is my junior. Um, he's. I don't think. I think the bankroll is not the most important part of Junior's personality of the team. It is. It's. It's the only reason why he ended up on the team. No, he also runs a sub 10 100 meter dash. That's why he's on the team. Right, but the anyway the team doesn't get the team doesn't get to Canada unless Junior sells his car. He doesn't sell his car unless his dad bought him a, a, a I, I hear you. really I hear, expensive car. I hear you. I just right? think that if you chose a so poor he's person Iron Man. that fits, that you, I guess you could take it in multiple I chose directions. a rich you dude chose, who reminds me of a character from Cool Runnings. You said he reminds you more of Sanka than put him as someone else. Anyway, um, I am going to continue with my, I guess, warrior <laughs> team here, my warrior bobs. And um, I think that what we need now is, yes, some bankroll apparently, um, but Junior's also a little bit more finesse, um, no less capable. And this, you guys maybe can stop me, but I'm really thinking it counts. I would like the Dread Pirate Roberts to be on my team. Yeah. Excellent. Well, and that's from the, um, <laughs> from the movie you've – you say you've seen, <laughs> um, which is the Princess uh, Bride. The Princess Bride. Um, so it is technically at the time of that movie, it. Wesley. It gets passed on to Inigo Montoya. At any point in time, it is at least a capable fighter who is probably actually maybe a decent person, but just wants to get rich or has all this kinds of whatever. Um, maybe not a good person because they do a lot of killing too. So I don't really know exactly what we're supposed to believe about him, but he's capable and rich, and that will be helpful for the squad. 
Respect. And for my last, uh, my last pick, I'm gonna choose someone that can do everything. Um, he's he's rich. He's smart. He's um, able to be fast. He can steer. He can break. You need you need a tough guy. He's super tough, and okay. it's Robert <laughs> Callahan, Professor Callahan from Big Hero Six. Thought about him. Um, it doesn't. The surprise me that you would choose team. someone who is so lacking in moral compass that they are the villain of the movie to be a He's part of He's just trying to save team. his daughter. He's just trying to save his daughter. You do not need to come at me for the fact that he is a sympathetic villain. I made that case very well. And I think still lost making that case. Terrible pick. It's an awesome pick. He can do everything. I am going to win this bobsled race so hard. Oh, my last pick is for Flynn, too. I think you'll like this pick, Flynn. Um, okay, if you might not know it. Uh, I don't really know. Um, so the reason I needed um, Bob Marley to be my Yule Brent, my um, junior uh, as the bankroll guy, even though he's more like Sanka, is because the person I want at the back controlling the brakes is someone who I want to be dependable, committed, smart. Uh, I want to bring someone who, you know, I've got some really strong, powered people here. So I want some more humanity on the team, but I don't want them to be so human that they are weak. And so I want someone who is basically a caricature of a badass um, to be the fourth member of my team. I'm choosing Robert Irvine. Uh, chef Robert Irvine. I do know that because um, uh, <laughs> I, while spending time with quarantine, we watch a lot of um, Restaurant Impossible. Restaurant Impossible, yeah. Um, chef Robert Irvine's biceps are larger than my computer. Yeah, he's got, he's got, he's got some arms. He is huge. He works out. He can also several hours a day. The team. <laughs> he's also he rich. Is also, Why didn't you just make rich. him junior? <laughs> I wanted Bob Marley to be a part of a squad <laughs> you that included made him Sanka, like Robert you said you Irvine to do. and two superheroes. <laughs> you just shut your mouth up, can't? My team is so good. You are you are both so jealous oh of God. how good this team is. Robert Irvine is my last Bob to join. An incredible Bob's sled team. Oh my goodness! You just you just stated that you was Ridiculous. you only put Bob Marley there for the money, and then put a different no, rich no. person because you thought he had, you that. thought he was more Sanka than he was Junior in personality, and then you put. A Do different you honestly rich believe that Robert Irvine has more money than Bob Marley? I don't. Do you honestly think that? <laughs> that Robert Irvine doesn't have enough money to send four Jamaicans to Calgary. <laughs> I think he does have twenty thousand. I think he does have twenty thousand dollars. But when they get when they get to Calgary, they only Each have about forty six worth at least twenty grand. <laughs> when they get to Calgary, they only have about forty six hundred dollars to buy a practice sled, and and the practice sled is what ends up causing Flynn hasn't seen it. But there's some stuff that happens, right? We want someone to really bankroll this team. I think to have Bob Marley and Robert Irvine on my team is a good thing. Okay, well, no one's bankrolling more than the Dread Pirate Roberts, so we're going to have the nicest sled. I'm not sure I agree, but okay. I don't know. I have an NBA player. No one cares about the NBA but you. (laughs) You're the only human being I know that cares about the NBA. The fact that he's an NBA player that Kevin and I, I, I I've never heard of him. So, Well, he has a very generic name. He's got a very generic name, but like... (laughs) Michael Jordan is such a generic name that there's like six of them now, and you just have to put the initials in for every new one that comes up. <laughs> Flynn and I work with a guy who does athletic fundraising whose name is Tom Brady. Right. Yeah. There are other generic names uh, in sports that I've heard of. <laughs> Let's just say that. Um, I'm gonna. Ch- it's Tom Brady, like the quarterback. That's what I was. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Got it. I'm gonna choose uh, Asanka. <laughs> this is gonna go completely against my. Uh, sword cladden warriors, um, but I'm basically out of middle, like gunless fighters of named Robert. Um, Your bobs are taken, <laughs> the bobs. I, um, but 
But I'm not out of one of my personal favorites to portray Sanka. And I could 100% see this character having that exact same conversation with Irv, John Candy's character, where he's where he's just like, I'm the driver. And he's like, no, you're the brake man. He's like, no, 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 no. But I am like, I cook, I lead the kitchen, I do everything, I'm the driver, I'm the leader of this. And then he's like, no. And then he goes through the whole thing. And that's Bob Belcher from Bob's Burgers. Mm. Uh, I can Bob's just Burger. picture him being just such a, a confident man that ends up on the brakes and does very well there. He's the last one in. The other three guys are very capable of pushing and driving the sled. And I have a true personality that matches Sanka. And yep. um, I'm in for that. So do I, by the way. I love it. I love it. So we all have four uh, bobsledders on our team um, that match, in some ways, the Jamaican <laughs> bobsled team. I assume you um, want to recap now. I think I, I think I nailed oh, it. Can't, will you, will you recap okay. for us? So, I think I nailed so it. So Flynn's team of, quote-unquote, nailing it. Um, is about like the show nailed Definitely it, didn't. where they nailed where they don't actually cook the things they're supposed to cook in a way that you're like, oh, that's great. Um, but Bobby Boucher is his driver, aka Doris. Bob the Builder is his brake man, aka Sanka. Robert Williams the third, the time capsule or whatever, um, is his junior bevel. Time Lord. And Robert Callahan from Big Hero Six is his Yule Brenner. Um, if you've seen the movie, you'll be like, I don't think any of those characters really match up. And you're right, but Flynn hasn't seen the movie. <laughs> You'd be correct. <laughs> um, Kevin's driver I think is, I nailed it. is Bobby Drake, which is Iceman. Uh, from the X-Men, that's his Darice. Uh Bob Parr is his Yule Brenner. Uh, Bob Marley is, for whatever reason, his junior. Robert Irvine, the chef, is his Sanka. Um, Hofkamp's squad, myself, has Robert the Bruce. The King of Scotland, leader of their independence, uh, something William Wallace never could do, as, uh, as Doris. Robert Baratheon is Yule Brenner. Uh, Dread Pirate Roberts is his junior uh, and bankrolls the team. And Bob Belcher from Bob's Burgers is the Sanka. So, Hovkam, if you had to choose a Bob on your list to be John Candy, right, to be the oh, coach. Yeah. Who who is left that you would be like? I want this person. This this is the. <laughs> I have two two things that come to mind. I, there's no way I wouldn't pick this person for it though, simply because I feel like I have to. And I'm gonna just essentially the parallels are that John Candy is a, is an overweight white man, uh, and this is a a different Bob that's an overweight Same. white man, and his name is Robert Paulson. His name <laughs> is Robert Paulson. <laughs> Flynn, will you say this with me? His name, His name is Robert, Robert Paulson. Paulson. I don't know who that is, but I'm also <laughs> an overweight know. white man. I so. know you don't get the reference, but everybody listening who's a good human being is like, why didn't Flynn just chant along? His name is Robert Paulson. Because you should see the movie Fight Club. Why didn't you choose Robert from uh, Everybody Loves Raymond? He was, he's also an overweight white he's man. Not, he's not that overweight. He's a, well. He's You don't understand. He's a giant. You should wa- Flynn, a, watch Fight Club. Yeah. Flint C Fight Club. It's so good. Uh, I actually had Robert Brown on my list as a Sanka. I'll get it right. The on one that. other thing that I wanted to mention, um, and he could work as a coach, is Robert Epps from Transformers. Because when I was, he came up on my list. I was like, "Is that the guy that I'm thinking of?" And it was. And on his wiki <laughs> for Transformers, it says, uh, and I want to get this right, but is uh, frequent bringer of things such as it. <laughs> Flynn, do you, frequently do demand, you have someone frequently on your demands the bringing of things such as it? That's Flynn, the, do you have someone on your list who you think would be a good coach to your bobsled team the way that John Candy's a good coach to the Jamaican bobsled team? Uh, Robert California. Robert California is top notch. Exactly who I was going to pick. Um, <laughs> Robert California was the name I was hoping anyone else would say. That's, he's, the, <laughs> he's the perfect coach for a Jamaican bobsled team. Very good. Uh, very, very also, good. The, the third ounce of this Weller Foolproof, while still good, was not as good as the Alamo pick. Um, it was a, a private private pick done by a group, so um, my rankings go the Alamo, uh, Alamo Liquor uh, store pick, followed by this private pick by a group, followed by the Harlan Wheatley pick. They're all good, um, but as I suspected at the beginning, the Harlan Wheatley pick was not my favorite. 
even though it was very good still. Good. Well, my choice for a coach was going to be Robert California. It's the only name I have down. Um, the uh, Flint took it, so I would just say if I was if a gun against my head, I had to choose someone. I would choose Robert um, of of rules of order. That's who I would choose. Uh, Robert of of the rules of order would be the coach of my squad because he's very regimented in his Jesus. rules Did, of didn't order. Didn't you say you were going to put your uncle on the motion on the to team? close? <laughs> oh, my uncle Bob. My uncle Bob's great. Uh, he's a runner. He's great. He's great. My uncle Bob's great. But Hope he can't should motion not be the close. Yeah, yeah. So sorry, guys. Um, you asked for none of it. We gave it to you anyway. Um, I hope you enjoyed our Bob's sled and. Um, if you know, we'll catch you next week. Have a drink on us, Flynn. You want to play us out with your nose? With your nose. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. I don't actually don't need to blow my nose right now, so we'll see how this goes. <laughs> there we go. Really well done. Really, really That's well the content you come uh, to this uh, podcast for. That's for sure. If you're listening after more than 50 episodes, just who are you and what are you doing with your life? We're allegedly getting more more listeners. Tell I wouldn't us say we've that, added um, not tell jokes, us why. but we've added bodily instruments, maybe. <laughs> <laughs>